When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome to episode 46 of Outspoken. How are you all doing? Uh, now that the cold weather has started, my lips have started to immediately dehydrate themselves. And I will have you know, I do drink way too much water. Um, and they are still just not making it through. So uh, I'm so sorry if you have to look at my crusty lips today. Uh, the chapstick is not working. I feel like that woman from Spongebob. You guys remember that episode? The one with the really chapped lips. <laughs> that was a good episode. Shit was so funny. Uh, hey, hope you've all been well. I got a haircut. I don't think I've had my hair this short in a very long time. So I feel a little exposed. I feel like naked. But I don't know. Really, I don't really know where I was going with that. I think I like my long hair a little bit better. I think I do. Because I've got a big round head. So like, <clears throat> it's only it only makes sense if I have big round hair, right? So for today's episode, our main focus is going to be Astro World because, wow, what a mess. And I think all of you have heard about Astro World at this point, if you have social media. But that is, that's so much, that's just the main topic of today. And then I have a pretty decent handful of LGBTQ stories at the end of the episode as well. But I mainly wanted to focus on this Travis Scott thing today because it's, like progressive progressively getting worse is that the right word progressively that means overtime right i wouldn't know because i dropped out of college twice anyways okay so let's start from from fucking point a okay so travis scott astro world if you don't know travis scott did a giant show it's called astro world i don't really you know i didn't know too much about it but it was just a really really big show that he put on and it was kind of like a Coachella style show. That's the vibes that it gave me. You know how big Coachella is. It's huge. Uh, and it's kind of almost like a, a... Is Coachella a free-for-all? I don't really know. I'm not educated on it. I should probably look it up before I start filming these things. But like the show where you go and it's kind of like first come, first serve type of deal. And that's kind of what this whole thing was. And there was tens and thousands of people. I don't know the exact amount. The first thing when I Googled it came up, it said uh, they could have had over 200,000 people in this venue. I guess it was like that big. The maximum capacity for the space is 240,000 people. I heard that it was 50,000. I hear a bunch of different numbers, but whatever, tens and thousands of people, which is interesting. I feel, I, I guess I didn't know how many fans Travis Scott had, but uh, I was a pretty, I'm a pretty big fan of Travis Scott and Drake as well. And Drake was there at the show too. So it's super disappointing to actually see all of this stuff. Cause I, I, I don't know much about Travis Scott. I just, I like a lot of his music and I didn't realize how much of an asshole he is until 
like a couple days ago. So, so what happened with this show was people died. People ended up dying in a concert, and you know that's not like that's not a normal. Th- you don't go to a concert and die. Like that's not a normal thing. Uh, sometimes people pass out, which is like understandable at concerts, because sometimes they can get hot, or sometimes you're dehydrated, or like you know some people are get really drunk, um, or are nervous. I don't know. There's a million reasons why you could pass out at a concert. And it's not it's not anything new passing out, but dying is not what happens. If you're on TikTok or any of that stuff, you would have seen a lot of the videos, but I'm gonna share with you the stuff that I saw just in case you haven't. So at first, when I first saw this, I saw it on Twitter or some shit, and I was like, how you know people people died and why why are people blaming travis scott for it i was like how could that be the artist's fault that people died right that was the first day i saw it okay and i there was not that much information out or anything like that and as the days went by more and more information came out naturally and uh i was like oh that's bad that is bad because this guy didn't do anything right so there were videos one of the first videos i saw was a couple of fans ended up climbing up to like this cameraman or something or he was a sound man i don't know who the fuck he was but they climbed up a ladder and like got on stage or something and this kid was like yo like there's people like there's people dead we need to stop the show like there's people dead there's people passed out there are pe- people are dying like can we stop the show because people are fucking dying and the guy didn't give a shit at all i don't even know what he said uh he I don't think it even translated into the video, but you could hear the kid yelling because he was actually yelling. It was one of the first videos I saw. There was a couple of other videos where the crowd was chanting for Travis to stop the show, and you could really clearly hear it. It, They said, stop the show, stop the show, like stop the show because it was way too fucking much. Then there was a couple of videos that I saw as well uh, from the front view of the barricade. You know how there's a barricade every time there's a show? So... Uh, people were it i can't even explain i guess just think of sardines in a fucking tin can okay this is like you know when you go to a concert and there's a barricade and it is like that free-for-all deal you can sometimes get really crushed up against the barricade and i absolutely hate that as someone who doesn't like being closed in like what if you have to pee what if you have to pass out what do you have to like what what are you supposed to do in that situation right so this picture these videos of these people actually up against the barricade was insane i couldn't you could see how tight it was up against that shit and when you're at a show people jump they don't give a shit like they're jumping they're pushing and like if you're already up against the barricade like that that shit hurts oh yeah there was actually ambulances in the crowd as well there wasn't there was ambulance trucks in the crowd you could literally see you can see fucking ambulance lights like if i'm travis scott i can see the ambulance lights out of all the people clearly what is he not looking in the crowd like i don't know what he's doing so some some people were dancing on the ambulances and shit which is just so heartless and so disgusting because they need to get out of there with those people right anybody who's hurt uh oh yeah at one point travis did notice that someone passed out and he was like yo like stop for stop like can you guys stop for a second somebody passed out someone helped this guy whatever and but he was also still like performing at the same time it was really really odd and really weird and it was like almost nonchalant in my opinion and 
they they started taking this guy away who was passed out and then Travis Scott is like also continuing to sing I don't know it was like really weird and careless because I feel like if I was doing a show and I've done shows before uh <laughs> you know because I'm such a good singer right I um I'm so good, all right? You got to come to one of my shows sometime. But even if I know that it would be on a more minimal scale, but if somebody passed out, I would be like, whoa, hold the fuck on. This person needs help like right now and I'm not going to continue until I know that they leave and that they're okay. This guy's like getting like carried up and like whatever and Travis Scott's like going, ooh, yeah, with his fucking auto-tune. Shit was so weird. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so all of that collectively was just really, it's just really gross to see. Because as a performer, you have all of the power, or you have a lot of the power. Um, your audience will listen to you when you're saying something into the microphone. Like I said, I, I know. I know my crowds have only been like 200 people, okay? It's fine. They're a lot easier to manage. And then a hundred thousand people but as an artist you can do a lot of things i've been to shows you can actually control the crowd if you say put your fucking light flashlights up people will do it if you say move out of the way people will do it they'll actually listen to you so you have that power to do that and that's just what uh, blew my mind as so someone just as like a bystander as a watcher from fucking all the way where i am why the uh, people are like why didn't he stop the show like if you know that people are passing out and you can see how crowded it is and you can see because when you're a performer you're looking at the people like what do you look are you looking in the sky no you're looking at the people you need to see the crowd's energy that's what you do as an artist as a, as a performer so obviously i just have a lot of disappointment with the way that was handled and obviously many other people do too because there are so many things that could have been done differently by people and it's just it is it is oh dude and the the apologies that travis let out that was the worst apology and i've seen bad apologies i've reviewed them on my channel that has to be i think that's the worst apology i've ever seen and i we have seen a lot of youtuber apologies okay we have right or celebrity apologies that one oh my god dude that shit was fucking terrible so he got on to i'll read this one for you here real quick because he apologized twice actually he posted this on twitter or instagram or something and he said i'm absolutely devastated this is like from the notes app too i'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night my prayers go out to the families and all those impacted by what happened at Astro world festival houston pd has my total support as they continue to look into the tragic loss of life i'm committed to working together with the houston community to heal and support the families in need thank you to houston pd fire department and nrg park for their immediate response and support love you all like that for first of all that's not even an apology i mean that might be for legal reasons because if he is already uh taking the blame they're probably trying to keep him safe because like if he takes the blame he's like i'm sorry or some shit but anyways trash apology and then he gets uh on video <laughs> and, <he> get <laughs> and this dude gets on video and i'll play it for you and there is no people are making so many memes out of it because it's so ridiculous there is like this is how I apologize when I've done something very, very small and inconvenient or like if I forgot to do something, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm so, like I'm just so sorry about that. I 
mean for that to happen and like it's the vibes that it gives so let, let me let me play it for you okay i just want to send out prayers to the to the ones that was lost last night we're actually working right now to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time you know my fans my fans like my fans really mean the world to me and I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And any time I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need, you know? Um, I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. Um, we've been working closely. Uh, we've been working closely with everyone to just try to get to the bottom of this, the city of Houston, HPD, fire department, you know, everyone, uh, you know, help us, help us figure this out. So if you, if you have any information, um, you know, please just contact your local authorities. Um, everybody continue to just keep your prayers. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly just devastated and I could never imagine anything like this just happening. And I'm gonna do everything I can to keep you guys updated. And, just keep you guys informed on what's going on. Um, love you all. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? All right, okay, what are the prayers going to do now? Like, oh, the people are already dead. Like, I don't know. I don't... I just... I feel like if you're this famous, there should be, like... You should have a better apology. All right, I guess if you don't really have a heart, you don't really have that good of an apology. Um... If this happened, if I was a fucking famous person, this should happen in my show, I would feel absolutely terrible. But then again, I wouldn't have, uh, if I saw the amount of people who are passing out and stuff like that, I think I would have been like, all right, well, let's wrap this up because this is fucked up. Like, like even thinking back to the, one of the stage people who were literally told that people are dead or people are dying. That guy didn't give a shit. Like what? I don't, I just, I don't. I don't get it, dude. So weird. So weird. After this happened, people were coming out saying like, oh, you guys, oh, now you're canceling Travis Scott because of this or whatever. He's already done shit in the past. And I didn't I didn't know what he's done in the past. There's two things that I found out. And I, I guess the average person wouldn't really know these things unless you're like an avid Travis Scott performance watcher or something. I don't really know. But there was one time... He lost his shoe in an audience. I don't know, whatever, he was crowd surfing or something. Some kid had it, and he, he told his audience to beat the fuck out of that kid or some shit, or beat, beat. I'll play a little clip of what he said, but just basically to beat the kid up. Come here, bitch. Get that motherfucker, get him. You tried to take my shoe? You wanna be a thief? Fuck him up! 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 Get him out of here! Get him out of here! Fuck his ass up. Like, 
as an artist you're gonna tell them to beat up one of your fans so so your fans really do mean a lot to you but you want them to get beaten up for stealing your fucking shoe when you're a millionaire how what was it a fucking yeezy go out go call up kanye west and get another yeezy like what's the problem if i a shoe a shoe come on bro that's that's fucked up billy eilish once lost a ring in the crowd and she was like oh well, that sucks <laughs> I guess it's my fault. Keep that shit. Take care of that shit. You okay, It's just a difference in people. It's just a difference in artists and who has who actually cares about their fans and who just does who doesn't have a heart. And there was another clip that I saw, and it really it, oh, I was so mad. This, there was like a photographer on stage or something for Travis Scott. I guess he was just with one of the radio stations. He was probably hired to take pictures or something. I'll, I'll play the clip for you as well. And you can kind of make out what Travis is saying to the guy. Hey, 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 get your fucking nerdy ass off the stage, bro. Go. Now, you. Oh, yes, I don't know you, bro. Go, go, go. Nobody on stage, bro. Nobody on stage, bro. No disrespect. I'm an artist. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care if you're working for Summer Jam. Bye. You're not working for Travis. This isn't Summer Jam. This is a Travis Scott show. Yeah, he called him a nerd and told him to get the fuck off the stage. Like, that shit is just disrespectful. As a person and as just another human being, I would never speak to anybody, anybody like that. I never have. I never would. I don't care who I am. I would never. I just... It's just the difference in people. Like I said... I'm trying to make sense of it, but I can't, and it's just, it's it's disgusting. And then there was people who posted about it, and they're like, "Sorry if you can't handle the rage and the ragers." Like, it's not because these people can't handle raging, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, there's been plenty of concerts with mosh pits and crazy, crazy crowds that people don't die at. So weird. There was a, um, I, also, I want to share this other video with you as well. There was a medic. So this clip is about 10 minutes long. He made like three TikToks. If you want to listen, you can, but it's a firsthand experience from a medic. And I'll, I'll give my opinion after we watch it together. So here's, here's this guy. I was one of the EMTs that worked at the Astroworld event. Quick disclaimer, I'm going to give absolutely no names, no company names, nothing like that. Nothing to disclose or put anyone in jeopardy. Me and my partner, let's just say Medic One. Me and Medic One were stationed at the entrance of Astral World. About 30 minutes into Travis Scott's set, um, they called us saying, hey, can we need backup by the stage. So me and Medic One arrive at the front of the crowd to Medic Two, Medic Three. They're like, hey, I have people, come with me. And so we walk through the VIP section down the middle of the crowd. As soon as we get past the VIP section, really shoulder to shoulder in the thick of the crowd, there was a couple people that kind of grabbed onto us, grabbed onto my shoulder and was like, hey, there's a girl passed out over here. So me and Medic 1 separate from Medic 2 and 3. They go on their call. We go on this new one. This girl's laying down and me and Medic 1 are asked, what's going on, what's going on? And one of the people says, that, oh, she's been down for 10 minutes, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm thinking, damn it, how has no one done anything? Just let her lie on the ground for 10 minutes. So I get down there, 
check her um, pulse and breathing, do my whole ABCs check, and she has no pulse, no breathing, which means she could have not been breathing with no pulse the whole 10 minutes. She's been sitting there for 10 minutes, probably no pulse, no breathing, no oxygen to her brain. I can't just throw her over my back and escort her out of the crowd because it was a five minute hike into this damn crowd. So I tell medic one, hey, I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to grab a crash bag. So I get out of the crowd and I grab my one crash bag, which was huge mistake. I had no clue what I was getting into. So on my hike back into the crowd with my crash bag, at the halfway point right here, I find another medic performing CPR. I get down, I'm like, hey dude, where's your partner? What's going on? And he's like, I don't know, man. I just saw this person who was no pulse, no breathing. I just started CPR. I don't know how I'm gonna get him out. In EMS, you have to complete your first call before you can assist on any other ones. And so I was like, okay, look, I'll come back for you too. I need to go to my original guy. So I head out. And then in the middle point between the midpoint and my end point right here, I find a third person performing one man CPR on another man. And I get there, I'm like, hey, what's happening? Where's your partner? And they're like, they're taking care of another unconscious person. I need to do one man CPR. I don't know how I'm getting this person out of here. So here I am presented with three different EMS personnel providing one man CPR on three different patients completely isolated from each other, no backboard, no way of getting out. And I'm just like, God damn it. Because of the heat of the moment, whatever, right? My thought process was, okay, I'm not getting these first two people out until I get my original person out because that's the first person I ran into. So I gave person number two or CPR person number two right here, I gave him the crash bag and I was, I was thinking, you know what, person number one that I originally went to, probably already done a couple cycles of CPR and I'm just gonna throw her on my back and get her the hell out of here. And to give y'all context, the radio wasn't working, the music was way too loud. I had called for backup and for help so many times and it was just not going through. I tossed person number two the crash bag and I get to person number one who was originally there and thank goodness like five cops were there and they had brought a backboard with them, which thank God. We loaded her up onto the backboard and we get her out of there. She's on her way with like four or five cops. My, my original partner, medic one's making sure she's okay. And so I'm like, okay, I gotta take care of these other two. I get to CPR number two, who I dropped the crash bag off with. And the medic's still there, but a cop arrived with another backboard. So after they finished their round of CPR, I'm like, okay, look, being in this crowd is literally a life threat. That was apparent. Life over limb, she needs to get the hell out of here just like everyone else who's passed out here. And just to say, along the way, I had so many people reach out to me, tug on my jacket, grab my shoulder, and was like, please help me, I broke my foot. Please help me, I dislocated my shoulder. Please help me, I feel like I'm gonna pass out. And I had to tell all of them, I will try to come back for you, but people are literally dead right now that I need to go help. So we get CPR number two, loaded up onto a backboard. The cops are like, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, okay, thank God, take him out. I can go to CPR number three. I get to CPR number three and no one's touched this man. No one's helped this man. He needs a crash bag. So I sprint out of the crowd, grab another crash bag, bring it back. What do you know? Security with a backboard. I'm like, thank fuck, teamwork, right? And so as soon as I get third CPR, kind of out the door, out of the way from the crowd, I tell them, look, Three people dropped in the span of 10 minutes that only I could see. 
There's like over, what, 50,000 people here and I witnessed three, only me. There's gotta be more. I told those medical personnel, look, I'm gonna go in and find these people, do one man CPR, do whatever needs to be done to make sure, provide the best amount of care possible and get them the hell out of here. This was just the higher acuity patients. Me and Medic One, my partner, probably dealt with five or six other lower acuity. And when I mean lower acuity, I mean not instantly dying, right? I'm talking about broken feet, AMS, people who don't even know their name, they don't even know how to speak anymore. It was horrendous. Me and Medic One ran our asses off. In the thick of this, I'm like, so many people are going down, so many people are getting injured. And my observations were that there was zero crowd etiquette at all. They just wanted to get closer to the show, closer to Travis Scott and do their thing. They didn't give a single damn about anyone around them. It was an absolute shit show. And I promise you, a lot of these rumors going around where OEMS oh, wasn't, they weren't trained enough. Um, they were understaffed. Every EMT in the field that I saw, they weren't new to the job, nor they were they EMRs. Everyone in the med tent was the absolute A-team. In the medical tent, they had two doctors, a SWAT physician, a ton of SWAT medics, seasoned paramedics, and then basics. If you could draw an A-team from Houston that aren't doctors, they were there. It was just a situation where maybe just over 100 or 150 personnel was responsible for probably over 50,000 highly irresponsible people. Whose fault is it? My observations was the crowd. There were probably some, and you could probably see from the videos going around the internet, these people who are getting up on these towers, screaming at camera people, please stop the show. Those are the heroes. Those are the people who need to be applauded because those are the people who actually gave a damn, saw that people were dying and were like, hey, look, this concert doesn't mean shit. Eight people are dying. At the end of the day, we had eight confirmed deaths so far, 11 confirmed cardiac arrests. What does that mean? That means eight people confirmed dead on scene and the other three are still being worked on in the hospital. They might be vegetables by this point. Just highly frustrating me and every single one of the medical personnel did our very best, our very best, and we're being slandered. We were presented with an impossible situation and everyone was escorted to the hospital. Everyone was taken care of to the best of everyone's ability. And I know for damn sure Whoever my hands touched, I did my absolute damnedest to provide the best care I could. It's just sad to know that when you bring over 50,000 self-centered people who only care about themselves into one place, this is what happens. You know, that sounds like a extremely stressful situation, obviously. This person needs help over here. This person needs help over here. And like you, you, if you know, he's one person and if you don't have like 50,000 people or however many people were there with the amount of people who are hurt or people who are passed out and people who are dead, like they're doing as much as they can, obviously. Right. And I don't necessarily think it's the crowd's fault. I definitely think there's careless people there who 
who didn't give a damn about people who are down on the ground and didn't help them because they just care about the concert. And at the end of the day, it was a terrible situation. And I think most of it is on Travis Scott because like I said, it just when I'm thinking about this in my own way, when you're a performer, you have the power, you have the stage, all eyes are on you. You have the power to stop. You do, or you have the power to say whatever the hell you want to say. You have the power to control the audience, and I think that's like what failed a lot of this. Uh, so now we're going to take a whole shift into LGBTQ stories. So um, I know those are two very different things. We just talked about a tragedy. Now we're going to lighten it up a little bit with LGBTQ stories. I think, actually. I don't know. Are these stories sad? I don't remember. All right, well, let's get into these stories, shall we? So, hi, Sam. Uh, my name is blank and I am a non-binary bisexual. My pronouns are they them. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost six years now and we talk about getting married all the time. I've been a cis woman for the majority of our relationship, but last night I came out to him as non-binary. This is something I've been thinking about for a long time and I've wanted to tell him for so long, but never had the guts to do so until last night. Mind you, I'm very dramatic and have to make everything a big deal, lol. So we went grocery shopping, and on the way home, I said, I wrote you a letter. He immediately thought I lost feelings for him or something, and I was like, no, no, it's nothing like that. So we sit in silence for a bit, and he's like, when can I read the letter? Me, being my dramatic self, was like, when I'm unloading the groceries so I don't have to be in the same room. Literal tears coming to my eyes because I was so scared. He comes from a very Catholic, traditional family, but he's always been an ally to my sexuality and has gone to pride with me. So I don't know why I was so scared. Anyways, we get home, I hand him the letter. Two pages of angsty, I don't want to lose you, and please don't be upset, nonsense. He goes into the other room, and I start crying. After he's done, he comes into the kitchen, and we make eye contact. And as I'm still crying, he says that this isn't a big deal, that he already knew, and he just wanted me to be happy. We hug, and we talk about it for a minute. About who in our life is going to be accepting, and who's not, and how he can make me more comfortable. He was so amazing. He's still a little confused about the they, them pronouns, so we practiced a little bit. And as we were practicing and laughing, he was like, so what are some gender neutral curse words I can call you? We jokingly call each other names because we never actually have been mad enough at each other to call each other a curse word seriously. We decided on bastard as the best gender neutral curse word. He's the most important person in my life, so coming out to him as non-binary was something that I really cared about. And when he said that he just wants me to be happy, I could have died of pure joy. Anyways, he was so great about it, and it went so well. I just had to share. Love you in the podcast and wish you well. What a beautiful story. I love I love a good story like that. I love a good ending to that. It was, I also, my favorite part of the story was the gender neutral curse word. I think bastard is actually perfect. Because, yeah, because you've got, I was going to list off a bunch of curse words, but I won't do that. <laughs> just because it's a little uh, inappropriate. But I think that's a really good one. I think we should all start using that. Uh, for anybody who's non-binary so if you're if you're non-binary now you you're a bastard all right you heard it here first this next story says um i just came out in april 2021 to my friends and my sister who are all very accepting then a few months later to my parents who are trying their hardest to hide their blatant transphobia and homophobia and they still dead name and misgender me on purpose to this day Around this time, I decided to come out to my extended family, who all live in the same city as us, and all have little kids. At first, they were accepting, using my correct name, and even let me babysit for a little bit, as long as I didn't tell their kids. By the way, this person is a bisexual trans guy, I meant to mention that earlier, sorry. 
then a week later, they called me on a late evening and started interrogating me about the day that I babysat and started yelling at me, accusing me of telling their kids about my identity. I did not do this. In fact, I told their kids that they should love themselves no matter what. I was crying on the phone, but muted myself so they couldn't hear me. I felt so powerless and belittled in that moment, so the feeling of trauma still stands to this day. A few weeks after this traumatic call, they texted an apology. The first word in this message was my dead name. They're completely aware of my correct name, pronouns, and all of the many mental illnesses I struggle with. I'm aware that this isn't a subreddit, <laughs> but I asked a simple question. Am I the asshole for not forgiving them? No. But you're also asking the king of not forgiving this question. I have a very hard time forgiving people because I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that we have to, I don't think that we have to forgive and forget. I really hate that phrase because if someone hurts you a lot, I'm not forgiving that person for the damage or the trauma that they caused me. Like I'm very strict on that because in my head, like that's my, that's what makes me feel okay. Like not forgiving that person. And I, eventually I, I might forget about it, but not to hold like not to be so angry about that type of situation all the time but if there's a situation that's very traumatic to you and there and there's no growth being shown uh, i don't no one deserves your forgiveness for the things that they have done to hurt you so i mean unless these people showed you serious growth it's you know all of that power is in your hands i don't think you're an asshole for not forgiving them because i would do the same thing like you are aware of what you're doing you know you know the name that i want to go by and this is a text it's not in person because it's easier for people to slip up in person right if they're like um samantha uh sorry i mean sam like that is how you know if you're in person that's how that can be messed up but if you're texting like you're you're consciously writing those letters out when you can write the other letters out or the other pronouns out right so it's it's an ignorance thing it's on purpose i also think it's very weird that it's so weird to me when people don't want kids to know about being trans the people who don't want kids and children to learn about being trans or learn about different sexualities are the ones who are not okay with it because they think that it spreads like they think that it is uh uh, what's the word for it? They think it's like a, a lifestyle. They think that you get influenced to be gay or you get influenced to be trans or that it's a trend and stuff like that. Um, so that's where like that comes into play when people don't want their kids knowing what transgender is uh, because it might, you know, you might possibly give their kids the trans. So already like you can see the types of morals that these people have which sucks um eventually they could come around you know you, you you never know it's always like a it's always like a fucking it's like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get right <laughs> so yeah i def i don't think you're the asshole at all i think you have all the power to feel how you feel and you can act on that how you want yeah so i guess that sums up everything for today's episode and if any of you guys want to submit any of your lgbtq stories you can submit them to outspokensam at gmail.com you can go look in the description it's in the description or literally just on the screen or i can say one more time outspokensam at gmail.com so i love all you guys i hope you all have a really great day stay safe out there and i'll see you next week with a new episode